Hello and welcome to the Profitable Brands Podcast with me, Rebecca, owner of Sugar Branded Branding Agency. We help beauty businesses harness the power of branding so they can grow their client base and earn more money. In this episode, I'm joined by Emma Walker. She is a hairstylist, balayage and blonde specialist based in Essex. She mentors newly self-employed hairstylists and in this episode we're going to be talking about the benefits of niching down and finding your ideal client as well as the realities versus expectations that many people find when they first go self-employed in the hair industry. Emma, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Um, I found your page super randomly um, I think we have like a few connections on Instagram. I thought I'd reach out, reach yeah. out to you because in your one-to-one mentoring, I know that you cover um, a few of the topics that I do with my branding clients and in my kind of masterclasses. So I'm going to touch on that later and I can't wait to hear your insight on that. But before we start, I would love for you to introduce yourself to the listeners. Um, tell me a bit about yourself and what it is that you do. Hi, thank you. So... Yeah, I am Emma. I have been doing hairdressing for as long as I can remember now. Um, Only really recently have I started in education um, and I'm just scratching the surface. So Mm -hmm. it's all new to me as well. It's really difficult, I think, moving your business into something new. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so now I'm trying to help other hairstylists build successful businesses as well as um, if they need help technically as well. So I I tend to specialise in lived-in colour, blondes and balayage. And yeah, just helping like hairdressers be successful, earn what they want and Mm -hmm. have a busy clientele. Thing is, success looks different for everybody. Sure. So, yeah, it, when I say successful, I don't mean like hacked out five, six days a week. Mm. It, it could be that you just want to work three days, but it's earning the most you can in those three days. And I, I do believe there are certain steps in getting to that point. Yeah. Um, but I think it's really difficult to know when you're self-employed how to get there sometimes. I think we all just go self-employed and wing it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do know what I speak to this a lot about because I um help educators in the beauty industry yeah. help their clients with branding. Cause I think more so now people have become more aware of it, but it's sort of like when you start taking a beauty course <clears throat> to try and learn a new skill, a lot of the time you go into it without the business background as well. So Absolutely. you kind of go into it, you learn the skill, you learn the techniques, and then you're kind of out in the deep end trying to figure out how to actually, okay, how do I actually run a business? How do I actually get clients? Um, the beauty and hair industry I definitely think has shifted since COVID I think well I I think it's like 60% of hair and beauty now are self-employed and I think we go for it because we think we can earn more money we can there's more freedom and I think with COVID in any workplace we all want that freedom so I think we all just do it and think it will just work (laughs) yeah you're right it's it's without the business side that you just don't um there's so much more to it than just yeah and I do you know what I love that because a lot of the people I have on here have been in education for a while and I always ask them how they felt with the transition between 
going from actually offering the service to clients to mm. coaching or educating other people mm. in the beauty industry so you um, mentioned that it's kind of like a new part of your business that you've started doing um Sorry. sharing your like expertise so how is that going for you at the moment and how do you how are you feeling like taking that big step into education so for me at the moment I um really a struggle with that imposter syndrome I keep thinking why would anyone come to me um but I so for me it evolved it evolved that people have asked me to help them or do education days so yeah. it's just sort of evolving as I'm going the hardest yeah. thing for me right now has been switching my social media yeah. um, and I would say I've been working on it for at least the last six months switching mm-hmm. my um, v- viewers on there as such to, from yeah. clients hair clients to hairdressers mm-hmm. to target my new ideal client as such yeah that I think has been the biggest shift and the hardest thing that I've had to try and do and it's trying to change my wording and my content and things and learning something new so mm-hmm. yeah I think that's the hardest so far yeah because it's a new way of like it's a new brand basically like and a new audience you're trying to target yeah. everything new and so I think just these things sometimes we think they're going to happen overnight but if that rarely is the case <laughs> it, like, it takes so really much longer <laughs> but it's just like <laughs> improvement isn't it you I'm, I'm sure that you probably can find and see like if you look back six months ago to when you started doing it you can see the improvements that you've like gradually made over time absolutely and the more you learn the more you learn the more you you evolve and you grow um but it's all about that comfort zone isn't it the more you so if you're in it and you stay in it you're never going to grow yeah but the more you push yourself out of it as uncomfortable as it feels that's where you see the growth and the change um and the rewards that come with it yeah and you're working at the moment with one-to-one um you work Mm. on a one-to-one basis don't you rather than a a lot of education so speak to you work on like one-to-many offers a lot of the time how are you finding like working one-to-one and do you like intend on going to like a group setup or are you enjoying one yeah this is a really funny one I think for me, I find it really difficult. I'm quite introverted. Mm-hmm. So the thought of being in front of a whole group of people petrifies me right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I really do like the one-to-ones. Um, yeah. And I feel I get so much more out of it. I really like helping. I, I really feel, I really like the feeling of having walked away and really felt like I've made an impact on them, on that, how they can work and how they can build their business. And... I feel like you get that so much more with a one-to-one yeah but again like you said like with growth and everything like who knows who knows I might get brave enough to do that one day yeah (laughs) Um, I'm I'm the same like I love working one-to-one with my um, branding clients I have tried before some sort of like group setups I can serve more people mm -hmm. at the same time but I'm just always drawn back to working like with that one-to-one because I feel you just get to know your clients or your students needs so much yeah I agree. I really like the concept of the more online thing as well, um, yeah. where you can do these sort of hour calls and help them and keep working on with them as well, rather than just, like I've been to many group settings and they're great and you always learn something and you walk away feeling super motivated. You want to go and do it yourself. But I really like 
getting to know the person and helping them along the way. So I really like sort of the one-to-one setup with the online part as well. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that you, um, that I know that you work with your like mentees on, I guess I'd call them mentees, is figuring out like their ideal client and the benefits of having an ideal client and sort of niching down and helping you get fully booked to achieve those business goals. Um, This is something that I work with my branding clients a lot on and also speak about is niching down and finding that Mm -hmm. ideal client that's going to connect with you Mm -hmm. um, on a deeper level because I feel like once you have that ideal client, you're able to serve their needs so much better. It's impossible to serve the needs of everybody um, but if you really find that ideal person that you really align with and you're able to wow them every time that's really important um I'd love to like hear your view on it and kind of what you go through your students with so yeah exactly what you've just said and it really it really makes you think like if you look at every business model module that's out there um one of them has figured out their target audience they know exactly who they're talking to and who they're trying to attract again when we go self-employed and I've been self-employed twice the first time is how I think many start out the second Uh, time I was definitely on it so much better the first time like a bit of like a side chat but I would love to know what the first time was like just just thought I'd go self-employed and it's I knew nothing about self-employed I knew nothing (laughs) And so you just wing it and you hope to get clients. I mean, uh, this was before social media. This was when yeah. it was starting out. Um, uh, I say before social media, it was a thing, but it's not like it was now. And yeah. I printed flyers yeah. <laughs> at yeah. one point. Uh-huh. Um, but I didn't know who my ideal client was. I was speaking to everybody. I was doing children's carts and I was yeah. I was doing all kinds of colours. And I think with social media, it's, it's enabled us to sort of concentrate on an area and focus on that. But mm. it, again, if you look at every business, they, they have an audience that they want to target. And when mm. we go out self-employed, I don't think we have any idea who we're trying to target. Yeah. But if you do figure that out, you know exactly how to talk to them you know what they want you know you know about that client that you can offer specific needs to them mm-hmm. so again I do blondes and balayage so my clients they they want low maintenance they want to be coming in they're busy they generally their mums are and mm-hmm. um, yeah so it's finding those ideal clients for those for the people that I want to coach um Mm. and what they enjoy I think you need to find something you're passionate about to niche down in yeah as well um and it all sort of falls together yeah because it's sort of it's all connected like so where I think about with my with sugar branded like our target audience is beauty businesses we do branding specifically we do work with other and that's the other thing, even though you're niching down and finding your specialty, doesn't mean that you're excluding any groups of people at all. Absolutely not. Everything comes together to focus on that one group, doesn't it? So for us... And again, for your branding, it all falls into that. So if you're doing yeah. vivid colours, you would have more something more vivid. If you're doing blondes and balayage and keeping it more natural, you'd say you're probably, your branding will be more neutral. It all, yeah. it all ties in. Yeah. And even like further than that, it's sort of like how you, where you market, the language that you use, like yeah. the products that you become an ambassador for or share mm-hmm. and 
affiliate with all of those things are all so connected and they they tell so much about your to your potential clients about your business and what they can expect from you yeah exactly that and I think the more that you can hone in on that the busier you get as well yeah and also it sort of like becomes reassuring when you actually realize that you can be really busy with only clients that love what you do and doing what you love it kind of reassures you that you are actually making the right decision and niching down I think because when you do niche down to a specific area that you're passionate about that shows that shows to clients and when you're passionate about something it just draws people in Mm -hmm. yeah and it's sort of like I always kind of explain it in that Say like with my business and branding, if I were to try and actively target several different industries, I personally wouldn't be able to go to a, I don't know, property developer expo Mm -hmm. and be able to hold a conversation with a property developer because I don't know anything about the industry. I have no idea. I could brand their business for sure, but I wouldn't be able to actually connect with them like and be have an exciting conversation with them. Whereas if I go to a beauty expo, I could talk about branding. There's so much that I could say because I know the trends. I know like the lingo. I know like influencers in the industry. Yeah. Like, I'm so connected in that in that industry. And it's so much easier for me to then um, connect with my clients. Absolutely. So it, yeah, this all sort of brings it back. Like if you, from the very start, start out and know exactly who you're targeting and have a clear vision of where you're going it's so much easier than just sort of sort of winging it and not having a clue yeah. and then not really getting anywhere yeah that's the thing it makes decisions easier as well doesn't it because if you yeah. have no sort of map as to where you're going and what who you are in the space how do you make like as a self-employed business owner there's a million decisions you're making every day so how can you narrow down the like options to the right ones when you're literally could be doing anything and everything um exactly that and you know as well back on social media so like social media is our first port of call like if I want my lashes done I'm going to look on there if I want my nails done I look on there if I want something for my home I look on there on ideas and it's the same with hair and you it's hard because we're the stylists but trying to look at it from a client's point of view like what do they see when they come to your page and if you haven't niched down and you've got a bit of everything all over there, you don't really know what they offer. And that yeah. becomes confusing where mm-hmm. if you go to someone's page and they have niched down on an area, you know exactly what they, they do. They know You know what they offer, you know what kind of age range, all of these kind of things. So you can you can resonate with that straight away. Yeah, because it's sort of like, while I know that a lot of people feel worried that they're going to exclude certain clients or lose out on business when they niche down. But the thing is, is imagine, like you said, put yourself in the client's shoes. If you go to someone's page and you see they're an expert in blondes and you're looking for a blonde, like specialist, you're, they're going to be the absolute right person for you. And you're going to know that straight away without question. Whereas if that's it's an, a star, you're just going to know look yeah. up exactly exactly that and when they come and you have niche down like you look like the expert yeah no like doing having all of that on there rather than loads of different things if you are just focusing on say like you said blondes Mm. you look like an expert so people are gonna book in with you because you look like you know what you're doing rather than everything is someone said to me once if you are talking to everyone you're talking to no one at all yeah 
Yeah, and I think that's so true. Yeah. On the sort of same topic as niching down, but not really, but talking about social media in general. So I saw on your page, I'm not sure if this is true or accurate, but Mm -hmm. you kind of help your mentees, and this is the approach that you take, is to trying to be on multiple social media channels, right? It's really hard to keep up with that. I um... I'd like to say more about that and like how you manage it or like what you're trying to do at the moment with that. I really struggle with that. I'm actually really late to the game on TikTok. um, And I, it's really hard because it's just another hole you get down and you end up scrolling. (laughs) uh, Even though I go on there to do some work things. I actually have someone that helps me. Yeah. Um, She does a lot of the engagement and um, she has been, she has done some posts and things for me in the past. I think she will try and concentrate on um, TikTok a little bit more. Yeah. I am a fan of Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, how I how I built my business was Facebook groups. They are amazing. Yeah. Um, but also that having emails, you've got if you've got a booking system, you've got your clients already there. You can email yeah. them. There are different ways, isn't there? Isn't there in in contacting people? Um, and it's it's hard work yeah <laughs> keeping on top of it <laughs> what would be like your what would be your tips to try and keep profit so you've obviously got someone that's assisting you in some way with social media have you got like any other tips that you would give for somebody that wants to branch so, out into more than one social media channel? About you but I one minute have loads of ideas and then, and then another minute I am completely flat I have nothing <laughs> nothing at all so I do find what I try to do is when I am feeling um creative or have got lots of ideas I try and put them in drafts yeah or I speak to my notes a lot yeah. and I write ideas down so that when I haven't got those ideas I can fall back on those yeah. I try to do um like a for example a reel I try to do that and save it and then you can pop it on different platforms um I cannot stress enough how helpful it is having someone to help though (laughs) and it's all about delegation isn't it um being self-employed you don't realize what else comes with it Mm -hmm. It, like you have to try and get your clients and attract them you have to actually do your work to earn the money and it's all time consuming the amount of times I sit on the sofa my hour half is like are you watching this I'm like uh-huh yeah and <laughs> well, I'm just like, on my phone <laughs> working <laughs> yeah and it just falls into the evening yeah yeah so it's I, great to have someone to delegate things to if you can I um I know that you can't always well the like return investment should be profitable like of having someone tell you because they're taking time off your hands so you can you know generate more income elsewhere um I do kind of what you do so I set up different drafts in um a platform called Trello actually I'm actually doing a um like a free class on this hopefully in the next few weeks once I've I've heard of Trello my coach has told me about this really good all your thoughts in there yeah it's so (laughs) good so I'm going to go over this in like my class in like a couple of weeks but what I do is in Trello I like you can basically set up different cards or like folders basically for your ideas you can upload like images that you have you can dump them on there any like you know draft captions you might want to write any tags you want to include I always like build everything on there and then like you said when you don't have any ideas that are coming to mind you can just go back into the Trello board or your notes wherever you're putting your drafts and draw from there 
And I think also reusing content as well. You don't have to always create Absolutely. content again and again. Like just do a bulk of like 30 posts and just repeat them. There is so much on each topic of being self-employed I could touch on. Yeah. <laughs> so again, this comes into like the the coaching with clients. Like yeah. generally there's they come to you for one specific thing, but it branches off in so much more yeah. because it does just it follows on so yeah. again with social media it's I mean I'm a complete novice to it I'm just learning and I am really starting to just start building my clientele yeah. clientele and my viewers rather yeah. or followers yeah. as such um they I've lost my train of thought now um it's it's about having a certain content to post about so yeah. before I used to be completely lost again I didn't know who I was talking to so I would just post the most random things and I look back and I think it was just so basic <laughs> where if you know who your ideal client is, it, it all connects. If you yeah. know who your ideal client is, you can then write value to them online and you can keep going over it in different ways and in different, different pictures and everything else. But yeah. It, yeah, it all connects, doesn't it? Because they want to hear and see a specific thing and it, this is just exactly where branding comes in and brand strategy and having a solid branded entity is that you know the answers to all these questions. It should make these other tasks so much easier. So when you're actually creating content in Canva, for example, mm -hmm. if you have a solid branded entity, you should know like what sort of colors you're using, what fonts you're using, what your yeah. styling looks like. And then obviously when you're actually writing the captions, come up with the ideas, you should know who your ideal target audience is and what they want to see and the wording that you're copy like, you know, the copywriting and tone of voice you're using. There's something that you said earlier about uh, we were talking about the delegating, but again, it all again it touches on cost. So mm -hmm. if you are wanting to attract clients mm -hmm. and you use um, social media, any platform to do so, you want to stand out from everybody else. So mm -hmm. having someone that can do that, that is a professional in that area, can really help. But if you are going to do that then that should be factored into your costs that you charge because it's all yeah. part of running a business yeah so again it it all connects it, it really is. does <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like there's literally so much that we could probably like start talking about it's already been like half an hour now um but I feel like there's so many other topics that we could touch on um this is why I was really looking forward to speaking to you because I feel like you're literally just a prime example of someone that's experienced firsthand the power of having like the ideal target audience oh I've started from complete scratch I had yeah. nothing three years ago I moved home from living abroad for two years and had nothing yeah. so what I I I have built this I've done it myself yeah. I have done it and whatever I did worked <laughs> yeah so it works yeah it really it, does it's but tried it's, and tested for sure it really is and it I can't stress enough the power of putting all these things together, how it can excel your business, yeah. but it's having confidence to do that. It's having, it's having the belief in yourself that you can do it and that you are worth it and that you, that people will want to come to you and pay for your services. Mm. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's confidence and belief for sure. Yeah. I feel like with business, it's so much, um, personal growth as well and like your mental attitude towards things as it is actually doing the work and being good at what you do for sure I think when we work for ourselves self-doubt plays a huge part we always doubt ourselves um 
you doubt if you're making the right decisions, if you're doing the right thing. Again, if you niche down, you doubt that because you don't know, because you don't know the outcome. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess that's why I would love to kind of just wrap up this episode by asking how if people kind of like like the sound of the things that you're saying and think that you could help them, how can they reach out to you and how can they how can they work with you? So they can reach out to me on social media. I can help them grow their business how I have. Yeah, I am small, but I have done it. And I know that they, I, I know that they can do it too. And um, it's all online, so it can be anywhere. <laughs> For me, I'm targeting those that are a little bit lost Yeah, in their self-employed journey or starting out. Um, those that want to build their clientele and yeah just yeah because it's sort of like you've been there so you know yeah um, I think and it's, it's relatable nice. yeah because sometimes um, if you sometimes if you if it, when you're looking for somebody to coach you or help you teach new skills it's always quite nice to have someone that's just that one step ahead of you rather than like a hundred steps ahead because sometimes it feels unreachable yeah yeah it's just so much so much more relatable and um yeah I'm gonna put um the link to actual social media and like contact details in the description if anyone that does want to reach Amazing. out to you um but thank you so much Emma for taking the time to come on oh it's been so great talking to you I hope you enjoyed this most recent episode of the Profitable Brands podcast. Remember, if you have any questions about any of the content we spoke about in this episode, you can always reach out to me directly on Instagram. My account is at sugarbranded. And there's so many different ways I can support you on your branding journey to start growing your business, opening yourself up to new opportunities, launching a product line, or just getting your first few clients. All of the information on my branding services can be found in the details of this episode. So thanks for listening and I'll see you next week.